I always recommend to all of my recruiters, just be open-minded and be a sponge and try to learn as much as you can about the roles. And sometimes it's so much more than just that intake meeting. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dull. And on this show, we interview today's industry leaders in talent acquisition to discuss challenges, best practices, and what the future holds. If you are working in talent acquisition and have always wanted to sit down with your peers at other companies to exchange ideas and learn, well, this show is the next best thing. Join us each week as we bring you a new expert interview and extract their expertise. This episode is brought to you by SageMark HR. Transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology. Selecting the right recruiting solutions to enable your strategy is one of the biggest challenges leaders face today. You know technology will help, but searching all the options to find out what will work best for your specific needs can be both overwhelming and time-consuming. At SageMark HR, we make selecting the right recruiting technology easy. Our proven process has helped companies such as 3M, Comcast, Stryker, Walgreens, and many more. Reach out to us at SageMark HR for a free consultation to learn how we can help you improve results with less stress and confidently change from reacting to leading. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talent Acquisition Leaders. Today, I have an interview with Blair Dugan. Blair is the Senior Director of Talent Acquisition and Commercial HRBP at Beijing. Blair, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Ryan. Excellent. So if you wouldn't mind, maybe take a little bit of time and go into your background a little bit and specifically maybe how you got started in talent acquisition and some of the roles um, that you've held previously. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do so. So started off my recruiting and talent acquisition career at a staffing agency, which I always recommend to any folks that are interested in going into recruiting. I think it's a great place to start your career and quickly realized that the agency setting was not really the one that I was going to be at long term. So I think I got some great grounding um, there, but always had a passion for going in industry. And luckily, while I was at the agency, I got to go in-house with a few different companies and all of those companies being in the life sciences, biotech and pharma space and really found that that was my niche and what I fell in love with. And it's a pretty easy industry to be passionate about, that's for sure. But it allowed me to kind of see more behind the scenes of what happens at those types of organizations. So I got lucky enough to be able to go in-house with quite a few companies and really hone in on my recruiting career, but also with my HRBP and really all around HR experience. So really my first in-house was at Onyx Pharmaceuticals, where I was on the recruiting team and focused in on research and development, clinical development, a bunch of different areas within the organization, and then moved on after the Amgen acquisition into Medivation, where I supported the commercial team, as well as for a while there, most of the organization until we hired some more folks and then was a part of the Pfizer acquisition, then stuck around with Pfizer for a little bit and saw what large pharma was like, and then went to Beijing, where I'm at now and have been for almost the past five years now. And at Beijing, I was actually the first HR person in leadership in the organization, which was frightening for me, for sure, (laughs) but frightening for the 
organization as well. So from a U.S. perspective, there were only 40 employees at that time. And so I was wearing a lot of different hats, but primarily in the recruiting end because we were in massive, massive growth mode at that time. So it's been a ton of fun to see the company grow. And actually just a couple of weeks ago, we hit our 1,000th employee in uh, the United States. So pretty huge accomplishment and very excited to see how company grows. And I mean, globally now we're at 7,000 employees. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, definitely exciting and a really unique background encompassing a few different areas, different types of recruiting from, you know, the agency side to, you know, large and small and now more of almost like a startup type of environment with rapid growth. So really diverse background and, and that's excellent. Talk to me a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of explain a little bit about Beijing and kind of the organization, what you do, and then kind of how your team is set up maybe. Yeah, absolutely. So Beijing is a pretty special place. So I've been fortunate to work in all biotech and pharmas that have a really phenomenal patient focus. But I think what I like best about Beijing is that it's patient focused in a different way. So what we're trying to do as an organization is we're trying to assist patients across the globe, no matter their location or income. And that's kind of what our tagline is as an organization is that cancer has no borders, neither do we. And that's truly what we believe. And I think that's the special part is that location or income piece where many companies that are in this industry, they kind of focus in on the quote unquote easy areas to get FDA approval for drugs and or the locations that have the most amount of patients. And I think the special part about Beijing is that we're going after kind of countries and going after areas that maybe we won't make any money or we won't make a lot of money in those areas, but there are still patients that are in need of these life-saving medicines. And so that's really what we're going after. And so to me, that's what keeps me motivated. That's what keeps my team motivated. And it's really helping patients across the globe. So my role at Beijing has kind of morphed into many different things, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, so starting off with many facets of just USHR, and then I had a colleague in China who did the same thing. And then now we have so many more countries. And so my overview now is I lead the talent acquisition function for the Americas. So we have a few employees in Canada, the bulk of our employees in the United States. And then we have Switzerland, where the bulk of our employees in EMEA are, but we have a bunch of different countries that we're located in there as well. So that's my overview for the talent acquisition function. And then also I'm the HR business partner for the commercial organization from a ex-APAC perspective. So that's kind of what my view is. And then I have a partner in APAC who has all of the APAC commercial functions. So that also includes programs. So I have the honor of leading our culture and programs team. And so like our employee awards, engagement, all of those types of groups, as well as learning and development. So learning and development team is a small but mighty one. And we are definitely growing significantly in that area as well. So wear a lot of different hats here and it's fun work. Great. Yeah, definitely. Probably spread a little bit thin, a lot of different things uh, going on. Let's talk a little bit about some of the initiatives that you're leading currently. So what are some of the initiatives specifically maybe in the recruiting and talent acquisition area? What are the biggest initiatives that you're leading right now? 
Yeah, absolutely. So growth is number one. Um, so we are growing like crazy. That's why I always actually joke that my team in TA has the best job security at Beijing because we are growing like crazy and it doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon, which is a good problem to have. So really, I just want to build out the recruiting team even more. So we have 11 phenomenal individuals in the recruiting function just for US and EMEA. And we're looking to grow too. And so I really want the recruiter to be ingrained in the business. So that's really important to me, being true talent partners, not just a, oh, hey, I talk to you when I have a position open and that's it. It's more so ingrained into knowing what good looks like and what does it look like to fit within the team that you're supporting and really making sure that we're making the best hires for the team and for the organization. And so I think that is really what I'm looking forward to as we hire more individuals within the recruiting team. Because right now and in the past, it's really been massive rec load. So we haven't been able to be fully integrated into the teams as much as we want because there's just too many positions per recruiter. And so there's no way that we would be able to know every single department and the ins and outs of it. So that's really one of my biggest initiatives is to be that true talent partner and to show the value of the recruiting team and the sourcing team here of what the team is capable of and that we don't have to run out and use agencies every single time. That we have the manpower inside our own doors now that we can really build upon. Great. Thanks for sharing that. Sounds like a lot of great initiatives that you're leading and that the team is working on. So as you start looking toward the future, what are some things that you see for recruiting in the future, both at, at Beijing and as well as outside just in the industry? Absolutely. Well, the pandemic has changed a lot of things. Um, so recruiting is definitely different than what it used to be. And I think that is a big thing that I see for the future and I see for the present right now is that teams have to be adaptable and have that flexibility because the recruiting world right now is not like what we've seen before. Like with most companies, they have the company headquarters and when they interview an employee, they have that candidate, they have that candidate come into the office and interview with the team in person and then debrief and then move forward with the offer. Well, that's not an option for most people anymore. And like for us, for example, we've been closed since offices wise since March of 2020. And so we've really had to pivot with that flexibility of getting managers and hiring teams to be okay with, hey, you're going to interview somebody over Zoom, just like you and I are talking right now. And this is good as it's going to get right now. And you have to be comfortable with meeting the individuals over Zoom rather than what your usual comfort level is talking with them face-to-face -face inside of the office. And so I think that then kind of pivots to what the future I think will be for this industry as well, is that we're going to really have to make sure that we're okay with a new kind of flexible and hybrid type of work environment, because this really, the pandemic, I think has shown many of us, as well as many in the industry, that this works. 
and this can work and people can re- still be very successful at their roles while working 100% remotely. And there are many people that I know that are like, well, I know this worked for a little bit of time, but I'd really like to get everybody back into the office and have things get quote unquote back to normal. And what I'm telling them is that this is the new normal. Like in order for us to be competitive, we have to be flexible and we have to be okay with folks working 100% remotely. And if we're not, we're going to lose out on that talent and we're going to have a severe disadvantage because other companies are going to be flexible. So we need to be as well. Great. Thank you for that. And I agree. I mean, it's a very different world and this is the new normal and those that will be successful are adopting those types of philosophies and making it easy for organizations as well as people in them to do the work that they want to do, how they want to do it. So that's great and where they want to do it. So last question I would have for you is if you wouldn't mind, what would be a piece of advice or some advice that you would give others in the TA space, something that you've learned, something that you know, has been provided to you as advice that resonated yep. with you, but what's a good piece of advice that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing that I have found success with and that one of my mentors actually told me is that being humble and admitting that you don't know everything about every job that you're going to go and fill. And so kind of my example of that is that when I started out Onyx Pharmaceuticals, I really didn't have a ton of lab experience, meaning hiring folks that are going to be located in the labs. Like I did some of that lab recruiting for Genentech, but not a ton of it, not enough to know really the ins and outs of all of the scientific types of positions that I was recruiting on. And going into I had just wonderful hiring managers that really took me under their wing. And I admitted, I said, Hey, you know what? I don't know all the ins and outs of this position. So teach me. Like, I want to learn about this so I can go and find you the perfect person. And so what was great about it is that actually the folks at the Onyx team were so fun and really, really kind. And they actually took me into the lab and allowed me to shadow and sometimes even do what the individuals that I was going to be hiring to do. And it was kind of fun. They got me a lab coat. They taught me how to pipette. And they just taught me a lot about what the role it was actually doing. And it was so incredibly valuable because then I truly could go out there and speak to candidates about what they were actually going to be doing at Onyx for that position. And so that really just kind of paved the way for me in my career to say, hey, you know what? I don't need to act like I know everything about this job that I'm recruiting on. You as the hiring manager need to teach me. This is a partnership between recruiting and the hiring manager to go out and find the best person. And a lot of times, like when you have that approach, they appreciate it so much more and they want to help you and they get excited about that because it's kind of fun for them to teach a recruiter like, oh, this is what I do. And this is what I need in the individual. So I always recommend to all of my recruiters, just be open-minded and be a sponge and try to learn as much as you can about the roles. And sometimes it's so much more than just that intake meeting, like so much more of actually kind of shadowing and talking to managers more and being really integrated in the team. That's how you're going to learn so much more about the business and really about how to make the best hires. 
Great advice. So Blair, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I think you did an excellent job and I appreciate you being a part of this. All right. Thanks so much, Ryan. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share the episode with your network. Ready to transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology, just like our other clients at 3M, Comcast, Stryker, and Walgreens? Then reach out at sagemarkhr.com for a free consultation.